Welcome to College Football Showdown, Episode 4. I am the governor of college football, and with me, as always, is my co-pilot, Jalen Wilson. Jalen, how you feeling? I know you're ready for that national championship tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. National championship Monday. Um, I think it might be a close game, somewhat a close game for the most part, but honestly, I think Michigan going to pull out the win. It's, it's going to be a Michigan win by 10-plus, in my opinion. Um, but I'm ready for whatever. You know, if it's a blowout, oh well. If it's not a blowout, I'm ready for a close game. Um, and you know, after this, it's the off season. But for us, you know, it ain't really the off season. <laughs> uh, you know that's right. So the national championship is always bittersweet for me, uh, being that you know we're pretty much after tonight gonna have 229 days without college football afterwards. But like you just said, no worries. College Football Showdown got you covered all offseason. Let's get into the news. Jalen, I seen something interesting on Twitter yesterday. I'm, I'm sorry, the artist formerly known as Twitter. And it was something that you reposted with uh, someone saying that uh, Jaden Daniels may be the first quarterback selected in a draft. That was That was a shocker. That was extremely shocking to me. Now, there are things that I like about this time of year. I like that, yes, it's bittersweet. It's the offseason, but it's grind time if, you, if you're if really about it. I, I get irritated with some of the draft people. <laughs> I think this is <laughs> this is no secret. Like, you know, we watch – we actually watch college football, so, you know – some of y'all don't know how Jaden Daniels even got here. Some of y'all probably never even seen him play a down at Arizona State. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. to hear that this I mean, guy, hey, what was you gonna say? How many, how many people know after he left the transfer, Arizona State player was like cleaning out his locker form, like you know, and saying he sucked. Like, how many people know that? A lot of people don't. Some people don't even know that he had to earn that spot at LSU. It was not given to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I remember the video, and people were just going in on him. Like, it's crazy to where he is now. But, Shayla, let's talk about a little bit. How you, how, how you feel about that? Do you think that that is a legitimate possibility? Well, if him going, like, a top three pick? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I I was shocked because the other day I was checking my draft. I was just like, you know, Patriots, we're going to be a top three pick at least probably. Hopefully top two, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I see Jane Daniels. I'm like, Jane Daniels really projected to go top three pick. I go to another one just to make sure you know this, the, 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 you know this one ain't just like a Jane Daniels fan. I'm like, okay, another one, top three pick. Okay, another one, top ten pick. Another one, top ten pick. I'm like, gosh, damn, I'm like, I don't know where this jump came from because I could have sworn the conversation was Drake May. Caleb, well, Caleb Williams was Drake May. Right. One and two. Um, and then it was just like, you know, day two guys is gonna be Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. and um and uh Jane Dan I don't know why I can think of and uh Jane Daniels. Right. And I'm just like, man, like how did he make this jump in this short amount of time? You know? I was just like, you know, I just Cause I was like, I don't, know, like, I don't see a ceiling being a top three pick. Like, I look at Drake Man, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams undoubtedly has the highest ceiling out of any quarterback in his draft class. I mean, that's been a known thing since he was a freshman. Um, then you got Drake May. Then it's like, I don't know if Jaden Daniels' ceiling is top three pick worthy. I'm like, I think he could be a solid uh, NFL quarterback. Um, I can see him being along the lines of a Alex Smith type s career you know just hopefully without the injury because man but i was like his ceiling as a top three as as a top pick i don't i don't get it because i'm like if i choose a player within i feel like the top 10 and it's a quarterback i feel like he's the franchise quarterback i feel like when i draft that player he can lead my team to a championship you know, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a of a GM. Um, and I was like, oh, no, Jane Daniels can do that. Like, same thing, like, that's the reason why I wouldn't, like, 
people had Bo Nix going first round sometime. I'm like, I don't really see, like, I feel like Bo Nix is only as good at the time around him, you know? If he has, if, if he has Justin Fields' roster from Justin Fields' second season in the NFL, he does way worse than what Justin Fields did with that roster. Um, you know, so I'm like, man, like, I don't really see Jane Daniels as a top three pick. So I'm like, if I draft him top three, especially as a quarterback, he would he, he would have to to me bring a team a championship, or at least that's the way I I view it. Because I mean, when you got the quarterback top three, of course that's what you expect. Him to be a franchise, you know, maybe not even bring a, cha- a team a championship, but to be able to contend. I would have to agree with that 100%. There's this thing with this with the NFL and I don't think you see it in any other sport and is and it's hard to really wrap my mind around. When you look at body of work, I don't think there's any quarterback in this class that have has the body of work of Caleb Williams where you see improvements year in in and year out. With the NFL, there's just this thing that you know, a guy can be UDFA you know, go to, you know, East West Round Bowl or go to the Senior Bowl, perform, his stock just rises. Or, you know, somebody has an incredible RAS score or RAS score, mind you, or or they test really well and it's like they their stock just jumps and it just never made sense to me, especially in like a Hassel sport. had a pro day. The oh, only thing yeah, started like, at USC. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're like a backup like, the whole car. Yeah, like somebody got a script inside of plays, and you going off of that with, with no defense. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just incredible to me that this happens year out, year in, and year out. If you looked at Anthony Richardson's body of work, you saw potential when he was in Gainesville with the Gators, but you didn't see the ceiling that he got drafted at. Of course, he, te- yeah. he tested out of the roof. His pro day was incredible. He hit the ceiling intentionally during his pro day, if you ask me. You know, it, it, it's just incredible to see some of the things. And there's just going to be a lot of moving pieces. I remember seeing mock drafts last year that had Hendon Hooker going in the first round. Mind you, huge fan of Hendon Hooker. Well, him and Alex Golish was able to do his last, really his last season and a half, two seasons with the Volunteers was incredible. But... You know, with the injury, I, I just didn't see the the first-round talent. You know, if he was healthy, you know, maybe that's a different story. But I've seen a plethora of mocks. But if you look at, you know, some of these bodies of work, like there's things in Drake May game I don't like. I do like he's a legitimate 6'4". I do like that he is mobile enough. I can see yeah. the potential, but when you turn on the tape, there are puzzling moments. And there are some losses when you look at North Carolina in totality that they had that just didn't make sense, especially with the playmakers that he's had on the outside. So Jaden Daniels, I think he's electric. I think he's dynamic, especially with running the rock. I think he's going to have to increase his IQ. He better go, you know, whatever team he get drafted by, the nearest baseball team, they better teach him how to slide. Because some of those plays he try to make, like, you yeah. know, you remember the Florida State game? Yeah. Like, what, what, like, what are you himself. doing, bro? Like, and I think that if he can play within a system, not always having to play hero ball, granted LSU struggled running a rock for the better part of two years, I just don't see it as a top three pick. And and, and also, I think we have to think about schemes. That's something that I've always said I've been consistent on. And we also have oh, to man, think if he about... if to the who, Patriots, he's cooked. If he gets drafted to the Patriots, we're going to fail him. Like, we're going to fail him. Who, who's going to be the head coach? I, I, I think Belichick ends back home. He's from Annapolis. I, I, I think him to D.C. is just, you know, I, I, I think that's kind of a hand-in-glove fit. I just hope he doesn't ruin it because he got some playmakers. Um, So where, what do you think, uh, Jaden Daniels, like what, what do you see is like him being properly rated? Another thing that I don't like about the NFL draft is I believe we put too much stock into age. I get it with the NBA. Yes. I get it 100%. But I don't like, get it with that either. Yeah, like for like guys NBA 24, is. 25 years old, quarterbacks are now playing, you know, prime years could be 32, 33, 34. 
So if you can get yeah. a guy, you know, at 24, 25, and he plays till he's 38, high-level ball till he's 38, that is 13 seasons if he ends up being a franchise quarterback. So I, I don't get it. So if you take age away, and I don't know why it happens in the NFL, and you look at body of work, who who should be the first quarterback taken in the draft? Who should be the second? Me. It needs to be Caleb Williams, Drake May. You think to, Caleb Williams, I mean, Drake May, one, two? You know who I yeah. feel bad for? I mean, I feel like that's been all season, so I feel like that's but who? I feel bad for Jordan Travis, man. I I, I really yeah. do. I know he's yeah. going to the East-West Shrine game, and he'll he'll pretty much essentially to go there and do what Hendon Hooker did at the Senior Bowl last year. And if you talk to you know coaches and staff, but I, I really feel bad for him. I, I, I've met him in person. I've actually had a chance to have a conversation with him, and he's just one of the coolest people that I've met since I've been in this space. I just I just feel I just feel terrible for him. Um, so, yeah, but the, I think um, this this you don't think Michael Penix uh, Jr. can sneak up into the top two. If, if if it's a if it's a quarterback that 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 I think should it should be Penix, like yeah. But the, and then again, what you say, you always you were just mentioning the age, um, mm. and Penix is like what twenty six, twenty five. He's 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 been in college. I believe him and Bo Nix is the same age. He might be he, one one of them I think two. Twenty three like, or twenty four. Okay, sorry, sorry. Twenty five. I said twenty six, twenty five. I'm crazy for that. <laughs> it's, um, a, it's, it's, it's all good. Some people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bo Nix and him are like a month apart. I think in age, but people always got on Bo Nix for being like super old. I'm like, and he just started since day one. I'm, I'm, I'm like, Penix is like the same age as him. Penix has been in college like the same time as him. I was like, actually, Dane Daniels has been in college the same, the, the same amount of time. Penix, uh, I mean, Bo Nix and Penix has. If I'm not mistaken, he, he, he well, has. no, Penix is six year. Penix is six year. Bo Nix is five, and Jane Daniels is five. But it's like they all around the same time. It's like it's not like it's a huge gap to where Bo Nix or to where like Penix is like a year younger than Bo Nix, which because people are complaining about Bo Nix's age, and like nobody's paying attention to Michael Penix's age. Like he's he's like a year older than than both of them, or like a couple or a couple months older than both of them. So when he takes his first preseason snap, he'll be twenty four. His birthday is in May, just like yours is. Um, so it it'll be interesting. It'll be something that we'll monitor, especially as we get closer to the Senior Bowl. Into the news, there's been quite a few interesting things going on in our sport, specifically in Knoxville. Uh, when we think about the Jeremy Pruitt sanctions and how Tennessee saved itself with the self-imposed sanctions. But recently, there's been talk that Jeremy Pruitt pulled a scholarship offer from Michael Penix Jr. And this is no disrespect to, what, what's my guy named, Jerry Garantano? Hopefully I said that correct. Yeah. yeah. Who, was, who was the quarterback at the time, but... Uh, what are your thoughts? I think um, I think our community love taking jabs at Jeremy Pruitt whenever we get an opportunity to. And this is just another opportunity. So I, I want to get your opinion on this. I mean, I didn't actually know that. Like, I did like I did a whole Michael Penny's video, and I mentioned that, he, and I think I briefly mentioned that he was committed to Tennessee. Then he decommitted. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me because, you know, it will it, – um, I think I read in the story that it was like him and a new coaching staff like just didn't see eye to eye. So he like he uh, decommitted, and if I'm not mistaken, the OC for Tennessee at the time went to Indiana. So you know he commits Indiana. Um, but I mean it's crazy, you know now. But maybe back then it wasn't that big of a deal. Like you know, um, what's the word? Is it like you know? Hindsight, or you know, like in hindsight, like uh, yeah, now it's crazy, but you, cool. yeah, like, like, but like, you look back on it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how parents was viewed really as a prospect because I wasn't, I wasn't really too super in tune to all around recruiting, but I can't imagine like Tennessee fans are like, man, you know, we just passed up on the on 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 the Heisman candidate, we just passed up on one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, like. So, I mean, it's crazy to think about now, but 
back then, I'll be not. I think that's a fantastic take. Um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, so you know we're we're looking at the finished product of Michael Penix Jr. and we certainly seen flashes. You know, wow, he was in the Hoosier State, but you know it's it's not as crazy as you think it was. It's easy to say now, but like Jalen said, it's not as crazy as you think it is. And some more news: there seems to be sort of a mass exodus from Bama between a player such as Dallas Turner being upset. He went to Alabama to win a national championship, and essentially he said, I'm out. <laughs> and he's <laughs> headed to the NFL draft. And it, it was kind of sad seeing Terry Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry declared for the draft as well. Now, guy Jalen was on this earlier. Terry Arnold in some mocks is projected to go higher than Kool-Aid McKinstry, and that would have been crazy to say prior to the season. Like nine or ten players, Jalen, have entered the portal, including Seth McLaughlin. <laughs> McLaughlin, was, he kind of became the storyline in the national championship. I think it was the second half where I just began to watch the, the center to quarterback exchange, and it reminded me of Jalen Hurts talking about uh, Jason Kelsey and how fast he snaps the ball. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen that episode of New Heights, but it, it reminded me of that. It just wasn't right. It wasn't right at all. So talk to me about this. You think this is something or is this really nothing? I think it's really nothing. I mean, he did it. If I'm going to Georgia in the national championship, which I mean, we would have won if Jameson Williams and John Mitchell was healthy, but they didn't. Um, and of course, they didn't win last year or this season. Terry Arnold, Cleveland McKinstry left. Uh, I mean, that's not so surprise. I mean, all three of y'all just named first round picks more than likely. So, like them them leaving isn't really shocking. But Terry Arnold did entertain the idea of coming back. Uh, I he believe did. after the national champ or, or after the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but players transferring out, like like uh Seth McLaughlin. I mean, listen, I. I get why he transferred out and you know and everything. Like I know he didn't have the best game against Michigan. Actually it it was terrible. Um but I mean I think it's nothing. Like you look at it, uh I mean after Michigan and Washington uh play, it'll probably be players from Michigan and Washington enter the portal. Maybe like five, six players. Uh, Georgia last year had a lot of people enter the portal after day one and national championship last year. So it's like now, you know, this is just college football. Um, after the bowl games, players are going to enter the portal. So, I mean, before bowl games, some players are going to enter the portal. You know, Ja'Cory Brooks, before the Rose Bowl, he entered the portal. So, I mean, I just think it's nothing, especially when you're at a school like Bama or like any other uh one of the, one of the other higher blue bloods in the nation to where it's like they can replace you through the portal or through recruiting. It's like yeah, when I first seen this story, I looked at it and I'm like, huh. you know, this is kind of happening at programs all across America. America, it's impossible to keep players happy with the current state of our yeah. sport. You know, whether it's playing time or someone feels like they're not being utilized properly. The coaching, carousel, people never really kind of keep that in mind with some of these players. Like, there might be a player, you know, think about C.J. Spiller. C.J. Spiller was pretty much a lock to go to the Florida Gators. Him and Dabble Sweeney wrote out, like, a fake contract on, like, a little piece of paper or a napkin that said he would just come and visit. And he visited, and he fell in love with Clemson, so he ended up at Clemson. But imagine if he had went to Florida with, like, Tim Tebow, Derek Harvey, the Pouncey brothers, Joe Hayden, Percy Harvin. Oh, my God, Percy Harvin was so dynamic. So when, when you think about it now and where our sport is, I agree with you. It, it's headlines, but it's nothing. Yeah. So when I mention Michigan offensive coordinator Jerome Moore, depending on who I am speaking with, either A, you believe he's getting a head coaching job soon, which I do. Or B, you believe he's a product of his environment and there's nothing there. Jalen, where do you stand on this discussion? My guy Nino, oh, by the way, thinks he's a joke. 
<laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> like, I, I remember uh, uh, he was kind of, like, mocking. <laughs> you remember after the Penn State game? He had, like, a yeah, T.O. moment. Like, that's my coach. <laughs> yeah. But, like I said, I like Sharon Moore. I think he's handled this adversity. Uh, I think he's done a great job. Yes, we know Harbaugh has his hand in the play calling as far as the diversity between the run game and the pass game, but I, I truly believe Sharon Moore is calling the play. So where do you stand on this? I, I can't wait to hear your opinion. I think he will more likely get a head coaching job. Like, I think because he coached one game, if I'm not mistaken, because Michigan, like, changed head coaches every time during the first suspension of Harbaugh. That's um, then, if I'm not mistaken... If I'm not mistaken, then he coached all three games uh the next suspension. Kind of funny. Accurate. He that is accurate. Yeah. Um, so I think he'll he'll get it. And I don't I, like I don't know if he could be a product of his environment because the way I look at it is like his playmakers are limited. His quarterback is good, but he's limited. Uh good offensive line can run it back. Um I just look and I'm like, hey, like uh, he's done a good job scheming up for this team. You know, I, you know, I wonder what he can do with more playmakers on the outside. I wonder what he can do with um with a different quarterback. Uh, now, it's, it's going to be hard to find a different quarterback around the nation than J.J. McCarthy because he's one of the better ones. Um, but, you know, I wonder what he could do with a different offense that has more playmakers. Like, I wonder what he'll be able to do with, with, with Washington's offense or a uh, offense like Oregon's this season. Like, I wonder what he'll be able to do with more, with, with more playmakers. Because, I mean, I feel like at Michigan, you know, he's kind of limited. He kind of, he does good with what he has. Now, what he has is still better than lots of the nation, but it's not better than Washington. It, For sure. I don't really think it's better than what Alabama had in depth. Um, I don't think it's better than what Oregon has. I, but I, I feel like what he team. has, I feel like what he has is he has done good enough uh, to deserve a head coaching job. And I don't think he can be a part of, of his environment because I feel like a big reason why the product is, is producing is because of him. Wow. Wow. Fantastic take. So there's two ways to look at this. We're kind of late. In this current coaches carousel cycle, when you think about it, I'm not sure how many programs are currently looking for head coaches, but I think for this fiscal year, I think the only way he becomes a head coach if Harbaugh goes and see greener pastures, and he's been actually linked to the LA Chargers. I'm not sure if you heard that, but I think if Harbaugh and and intends on staying. I believe if, you know, Michigan is able to have, you know, a similar finish and, you know, it's 12 team playoff era begins and they're able to, you know, become one of those 12 teams, I think next year he'll definitely get a job. So, Jalen, we talked after our last episode and shout out to our fan base. Uh, people have been listening. People have been tuning in. Also, CFB Radio is live. Make sure if you guys have the Play Store uh, or Android phones, I, I don't know how to say it properly, that you download the CFP Nation radio app, 24-7 college football. I promise you, we got you covered. So, after our last episode, Jalen, we talked, and there was a question you want to ask. We're going to ask this question, and I think we should go bar for bar. I think you, you talk about a game, I talk about a game. I think that's the only fair way to do it. In the spirit of the last national championship of the four-team college football playoff era. Let's reminisce with some of our favorite games moments of the 14 playoff era. Jalen, you go ahead and kick this off, and I pray you don't name the game that I have as number one. Well, one of my favorite games is the Georgia versus Alabama game. game the, the, the first one. The first one in, in the national title. Okay. Because I remember my dad fell asleep. He, he he had to go work the next morning. He fell asleep. He, he he went to sleep. My mom went to sleep. I was the only one up, and I couldn't make a lot of noise, like while watching the game. But I mean, you know, I was I was in and out during the third quarter, um, just like doing homework and stuff. But I like I immensely tuned into the fourth quarter, and 
I caught a lot of that, or well, yeah, a good part of that comeback. Um, and then you know, I I was going for Alabama. This was my junior year of high school, and I just remember having school the next day, and I'm just like, man, like Alabama finna make this kick. You know, they, they finna win. And they go to get a field goal if I'm not mistaken. Then uh sack happens. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna lose. <laughs> and that's play that man too Smith. I was like, oh my goodness, oh my like I was so wild. Uh like if I'm not mistaken, that was that might have been the same year Dame Lillard hit that uh, game winner against OKC. Did the little bye bye thing. Like those two um, moments were were some of my favorite like of any sport postseason moments because the Dame Lillard shot happened the same way. I, I, I was I was in a room watching TV. I was I was the only one up, and I went crazy after that shot happened. Like when Devontae Smith caught that ball, I went crazy because I was just happy because I was going for Bama, and I mean it was just cool to see like that comeback happen in the national championship, especially in a moment that was like two a true freshman, and you know he had the story of man this true freshman just led the comeback for Alabama, and if I'm not mistaken, that gave Nick Saban the most national championships ever, I believe so. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite moments and games. That that was a great game. When I when I think about the four team era, that one certainly comes to mind. Uh, one that comes to mind as well is that twenty sixteen national championship. And rarely is the sequel better than the original. When Alabama beat Clemson, and I think about the Kenya Drake kick return from the first one, but that second one was a Deshaun Watson special, bro. That game was so fantastic. I think about Hunter Renfro and pretty much, you know, everything he had overcame. It was just a back and forth pendulum game. And I was thinking, not again, Clemson. Y'all not gonna let them do this again. So that that game was just just special. When I when I think about the playoff era, I think about the game you mentioned and uh and that Alabama Clemson too was spectacular. What's the next game on your list? Okay. Um it is the Rose Bowl, Oklahoma versus Georgia, that same that same year, 2018. Uh-huh. Which, because I was just, I'm like, man, Oklahoma could get them one for their money. But, um, like, man, Georgia's going to win. The Oklahoma jumped out to a lead. I was like, oh, shoot, you know, hey, my bad, Oklahoma. Georgia comes back. And then I was just like, man, like, and it, first of all, it was the Rose Bowl great you know it, it was the rose bowl but i was i'm just like man who gonna win this game because i didn't have a dog in the fight you know um for real for real like i thought georgia was gonna win and i, I think the oklahoma was gonna really hang around but i didn't really care if georgia won or not um i just didn't have a dog in the fight and then watching that game i was just like man sonny michelle and nick chubb are so good that such a good running back duo. So even their national title game, I was saying that. And I was just like, man, like this this game has been great. And then when Georgia had the little wild affirmation, Sonny Michelle ran the ball in, if I'm not mistaken, it was him. He ran the ball in for the game when the touchdown. I was just like, man, like that was I didn't get to experience the the uh, Texas and USC Rose Bowl. I was four at the time. Um I was just like that was the greatest was the football greatest game. College, that was the greatest college saw. football game I've ever I've ever seen. That that Texas uh, USC game. I yeah, guess next like, on my list, and I were were you still going? No, 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 I wasn't. I think next on my list, and this is this is difficult because I I love the game that you just mentioned, that Oklahoma Georgia game. You think about all the plays that ba- Baker Mayfield made that year, um, the twenty nineteen Fiesta Bowl, bro. I love that game. Clip they dog. And the way the game began, I think what? Ohio State got out to like a 16 0 lead, dog. No, Ohio State bounced on them early. And it looked like the it looked like Clemson was dead in the water. It looked, yeah. looked like Clemson was dead in the water. Yeah, bruh. And 
You think about the the run that Trevor Lawrence had that game, dog. I didn't know he had wheels like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like a 70 yarder. Uh that that game was incredible, dog. That 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 just take me back to good times. You think about you know, right before COVID, you know, before any of us knew what that yeah. you know, that ailment was. Bring us new jelly. Yeah, right, right. So it was just, it was just a fantastic game. What you got next on your list? That was actually my third game. Because <laughs> I was just like, because I just remember that game with the with the fumble that should that that wasn't ruled a fumble if I'm not mistaken. Because Clemson fumbled, Ohio mm. State recovered it, Ohio State should have won, but they didn't. Um, but it's cool. I can move up a game. Uh, next game is gonna be TCU versus Michigan. I was listen. You know, I was the Michigan. I mean, I'm Michigan. Uh, I, I was a TCU hater throughout the season. I thought they were frauds. I'm like, man, they they really shouldn't be here. But I knew they was gonna be there even after losing to Kansas State to uh, in the uh, the B12 championship game. Mm-hmm. And I was, man, I remember watching that game and Donovan Edwards breaks a big run. If I'm not mistaken, it was the first play of the game. And then the Philly special happened where they threw like an interception or it was an incomplete pass. Uh, Michigan did, and on the first possession, I'm like, bro, this took a field goal. Uh, JJ McCarthy threw two pick sixes, and you know, TCU striking on on all on all cylinders. You had uh, Quinn Johnston taking that drag route all the way to the house. That was like a 76 yard route, um, and you had the I think it was I think it was Roman Wilson. It was either Roman Wilson or I think Ronnie Bell that had that catch at like the one yard line. Uh, that people was like, man, was that a touchdown or not? And that game was great, especially because it was like we didn't see we we never seen a team like of TCU's like caliber or program of of TCU caliber really in that. for sure. Is not LSU for Jordan? You know, it's not the program of Clemson. So it's like it was it was cool to see it was and I honestly like. I love watching that game, even though I was a TCU hater. And hey, I enjoy watching the hey, I enjoy watching the game after that because because national title game, oh, TCU got smoked. Man, I watched every four quarter or, or uh, all four quarters. Enjoy. <laughs> I was a hater. I was hating. I was, I was hating. <laughs> I was saying like crazy. Hey, that's funny. That's funny, dog. That is hilarious, young. I think I got one more, and it's the the Sugar Bowl of 2015, Ohio State and Alabama. Sorry. If you remember that year, there was a lot of controversy, right? Some people felt like Ohio State should have been in, and it should have been TCU that year. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't Alabama have like a lead in that game, and they, and they squandered yeah. the lead? Yeah, yeah, Alabama had like a ten point lead. Um, because I did a video, I'm gonna cross the video about these things, mm-hmm. but uh, they, had, they had like a ten point lead, and Ohio State cut it before half because they did like a little trick play. Right, <clears throat> and and yeah, because I mean, when when you think about it, it's like you know this was a new thing at the time. You know what I'm saying? We had just left the BCS or. And and we want to see this thing work. And then coming into that game, you just think, man, Alabama about to smack these dudes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Ohio State was able to pull it out. You got any more games or moments you want to mention from the college football playoff here? Moments? Uh, man. I don't think I do. Like, I mean, ju- the, the Justin Jefferson game against Oklahoma was was great. Um, the game wasn't great, but Jefferson was great. Man, they put on an exhibit that game, bro. <laughs> I just, I just remember that playoffs as, bro. Nobody's gonna win but LSU. Like that's the one playoffs I watched, and I was just like, I feel like, hey, nobody but LSU is gonna win this. Like, no, nobody's gonna win the national title besides LSU. Nobody's when, when gonna win this season that, that they were gonna win it all. Was it was it the Bama game and how dominant they were, or was it before? Then you was like, this is LSU's year. No, it it, it was it was after Alabama lost to Ole Miss because I was a I'm still a firm believer in this, but I was a firm believer back then too. 
that if like really so yeah it, it, was, it was after the Ole Miss game where Tua got hurt from them. I, I think that was against Ole Miss if my memory serves me correct but yeah it was after because like and and you could probably ask like Brad or Steve I, I was just like yeah like like I, like I say this every time like LSU loses if they play Alabama again damn Damn, I'm trying to think of another uh like a like a moment that I remember um that was it was just kind of like yo this this thing is fantastic. There was a Justin Fields game in a college football playoff. Which which game was that, Jay? Was well, it something the second year where uh where uh, he had like six six touchdowns, he, he Man, took that he hit in the ribs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that was like a classic moment. I'm like, cause I didn't expect it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they just came in there, and I'm like, this guy is is legit. And then I think that's why a lot of us, and I know even more importantly for you, yes, I know you're a Patriots fan, but you you know you're also located in Illinois, so you know you you saw a guy who didn't struggle with passing the rock in Columbus. You know, go to the NFL and he struggled to pass in a rock, and it's ter- and 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 it really hurts my soul because I seen a guy that could pass the rock. So yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this kind of an off question. It, it has nothing to do with what we got to talk about today. Does he remain in Chicago? I think he should. Chicago fans want him gone. It'll be some dude. I feel like he played good enough, and I was saying, and I think I said this in an article. Like he played good enough. I believe it was. A like the Broncos and they blew a lead, um, but if you check out the four they got, games, they did get or, the Commanders. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. that was on like a Monday night or a Thursday night, something like that. Yeah, it, it, it was Monday. It was Monday, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But I remember like three games or two games before his his hand injury, he was finding his groove. He was playing good. The offense looked a little bit better. Um. And then you know, of course, you had the Bajent. Uh, you you have who was his name? Tyler Bajent, Tyson Bajent. He um, yeah, he he uh played well. And then you know, it was like, oh man, you know, is Justin Fields really that good? Because this offense looked better under uh Bajent than it does Fields. And then Fields came back, and I feel like the offense did still still was doing good. Um, and it's funny because it's like. Man, we're gonna get rid of Justin Fields. But it's like you look at it, it's like, man, y'all getting rid of your offensive coordinator too. And it's like, can we really just blame Justin Fields? Like the offensive coordinator was bad, you know? maybe if we give him a good offensive coordinator, he does a lot better. Um, you know, it's I I always look because I mean Steelers fans complain about um who are the offense coordinator who who were the office coordinator? Um, yeah, they just this got rid of uh, back-to-back offensive coordinator. It was uh, what was the guy named? Yeah, uh, uh, sh- sh- uh, I- I'm thinking of the name. Brad used to call him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, Fisner was like his name yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But he used to call him something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, like I look at it, I'm just like, can we really just like? Because I was looking at it as. Hey, you can't just blame the coordinator in this moment. You got to blame the quarterback also. Because Kenny Pickett just didn't have a lot of throws. But, like, I look at Lou Getzey. I'm like, man, Lou, Lou Getzey wasn't that good of an offensive coordinator. I'm like, Justin Fields wasn't a perfect quarterback. But I look, I, I look at him like, I see what he can do in certain plays where he has time. Um, and I see, like, the certain plays he can do with his legs. And I'm just like... Way he can be with a good coordinator is dangerous because I think he could be MVP candidate with a good coordinator. Um, so I like I like all that talk about whether he should be back or not. Like I feel like it should be undoubtedly he should be back because even I say this, the Bears are a team that is not not known for developing quarterbacks. They're actually more known for having like quarterback play. Um. Then great quarterback play. I'm like, if you're at Caleb Williams, go ahead. Go go ahead. Another quarterback that you got to see wh- how he does. Another quarterback that you're probably going to fail. Um, and I'm just like, hey, 
it, it, I think it'd be better for the Bears and for the offense. You know, you just missed the playoffs. If you beat the uh, forget who they lost to, if you if you beat the Browns, then you still have a chance to make the playoffs yesterday before they lost to the Packers. And I look at them like oh, they went that far away. I'm like tweaks uh, here and there. You win the playoffs. You're you're a solid good team. You know, you, you get another weapon on the outside. You get you get a little more help on the offensive line. You feel some holes in the defense. You're a good team. You're a good playoff team. Like, I don't feel like drafting a quarterback would be right and getting around the fields because the continuity just wasn't wouldn't be there with the new quarterback um, under center. I feel like so. Yeah, I think you made fantastic points. I think what we've seen in H Town with first year head coach D'Amico Ryan's rookie quarterback and C.J. Stroud that is an anomaly. Well, it's a lot of, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so when when you think about it from that perspective, you know, and shout out to C.J. Stroud, bro. I remember people was on his head about his score on the what what is it called the Wonderlick. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any anyway, that that's an anomaly. So if you get Ting. Um, an incumbent rookie quarterback, you got to be able to deal with the struggles that that quarterback is going to have. And as a fan base, you're going to have to understand that, you know, you're, you're kind of, you you have pieces, but you're kind of rebuilding again. All righty. Jalen, I'm going to give the listeners of this show a fun fact. We met in the NCAA 14 gaming community. Um, yep. And we're expecting some news. I heard it's not that major, but we're expecting some news tonight on EA Sports College Football 25 during the national championship. Jalen, this is a two-parter. What do you think we'll get from EA Sports tonight? And secondly, what is your excitement level for the game? I think we get the cover athlete tonight. That makes a lot of sense. So we get the cover athlete. We might get screenshots. Any I ideas? Hope. I hope because in the past uh, it was always a player who who graduated. That was NFL. Yeah, we didn't we didn't we yeah. didn't have any stipulations. But now I could certainly see a, a team in Boulder quarterback being a cover athlete. But you know, <laughs> that's just me. Hey, that would be smart. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe should do. You know? Yeah, he's the highest grossing NIL player in the sport. Um, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be between Penix, Daniels, or Caleb Williams. Um, other than that's like maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. It would be cool to see a wide receiver on the cover. I, I think that'd be the first wide receiver on the cover since Michael Crabtree was the cover on on it's double teen on the Xbox Three Sixty. That's accurate. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think it'll be a cover athlete. If it's not a cover athlete, it's going to be probably just screenshots of the game. I hope that throwing a smoke screen, they they because they, they, they were trying to deny that it was going to be a trailer. I hope it's a smoke screen, though, and they and they throw out a trailer for us. Like, I, I, I really hope that. I think in the biggest game of the season, the biggest national championship, I will say in a few Everybody's years, watching. Years, everybody watching, why not put out a trailer? Uh, we are still, what, six months removed from the release of the game. Um, so what's your, what's your excitement level? You know, I, I told you, and this was behind the scenes, man, you were just having a conversation that Moon, who's still big into the NCAA for, football community, make sure you guys check out Moon Vibes TV. He's not excited for the game at all, which <laughs> led to an argument. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Shout out to my guy, Moon. Um, what is your excitement level for the game? I'm really excited. Um, I'm interested to see the gameplay because one thing I know is that SA developers, back when it was being made, always tried to make tweaks from the Madden gameplay. And if I mean, you look at like the Madden gameplay on like the PS2 and SA gameplay on like the PS3, I feel like early, like early PS3, uh, it's double A's, like it's, it's a difference, but you can like see like some similarities. Um, so I'm be looking for that. You know, that really has me excited because it's like I just don't want full out Madden gameplay. Like, and they already said it's gonna be a little bit different than Madden gameplay. Like, 
because they 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 gonna stick they gonna stick to those traditional, you know, we're gonna make some tweaks here and there with the gameplay. Um but yeah, I'm very excited, especially because we're in the new age of college football, transfer portal. If I can rebuild my team, you know, through with, with uh transfers and everything, like I would love to um go out and get Alabama transfers because the one thing I always hated in in, in the past NCAAs was the fact that you don't get to go to the transfer portal. No. It's, it's always players. It's 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 always other teams getting other players. Like your team might get one transfer throughout your whole dynasty. You might want a sixty-year dynasty. You gonna get one or two transfers, depending on the team, though. You know, if you're at a state, you won't get any transfer real. But if you're at like a Middle Tennessee State, you you probably get like a couple transfers. Um, but like in today's age, hey, you can go out and get nine transfers in the transfer portal. So. Also, like, run to glory, bro. I would love to transfer. Like, you ever did a running back run to glory and they don't run the ball? It's like, man, I don't like this. Y'all just throwing the ball. Or you did a fast quarterback and, um, you know, they got you in an option offense. And, and those yeah. are the things I pointed out to Moon. I was like, even with how cool the revamp community is, I was like, the fact you can still run a halfback screen with an illegal man down the field with a drag or a slant behind it is a problem. So (laughs) my excitement level is through the roof because of a few things. Think about the advancement of the NFL since 2013. At that point, the pistol was a relatively new thing. And so you had some of those elements in Madden. But think about some of the college influence that is in the NFL, the RPOs, you think about the tunnel screens, you think about the read options, you think about some of these motions and orbit, a ghost motion. Some of those things are actually in Madden now. I think here's where they have to separate themselves, and they didn't even do this in 2013. Where they have to separate themselves is it can't be a prequel to Madden. That's the biggest thing. It has to be its own entity. That transfer portal and keeping players, some of your recruitment points need to go to keeping players happy, people that's not getting enough playing time. So if they give us an in-depth game mode, and granted, we're lucky because this is the, what, fifth game? We had Madden 21, Madden 22, 23, 24. This is the fifth edition on this current gen. So when you think about it from that perspective, the graphics is looking good. Um, I know some people hate the Frostbite engine, but I think the gameplay is playing pretty well. But if they give us those detailed things that we see in college football and partnership with 24-7 sports or on three, and have those elements integrated into the game and give us the deep what we care about as far as the recruiting, as far as the transfer portal, and it gives us that pageantry, that feel of a college football game, and the gameplay is separated from Madden a little bit, and the, the stadium feel like the stadium. I've been in NFL stadiums. They don't sound like college football stadiums. Yeah, they definitely don't. So I think if they give us that feel, I'm more worried about – I'm not so worried about the gameplay, you know, because I, I actually like yeah. Madden. Some people don't. I'm worried about those little things like you mentioned with the the, the portal recruiting. Make recruiting difficult. Bring back your old recruiting where you had to like you you had you could be on the phone for six hours with a recruit and you gotta go like to different topics every time. But think about it like this. You gotta recruit number one recruit in the nation. His NIL is valued at five hundred thousand. He's asking for seven hundred thousand. So think about those little nuances that you have to add into the game. Those points now become kind of a, instead of just points, they become kind of an NIL thing. And just think about the different ways to build your team. Well, okay, this recruit wants too, too, too much money, but I see that a quarterback within a season is having a pretty good year. Think about a G5 team, a quarterback having a good year. He's fast. He kind of fits my scheme. I can offer him a little bit more money and not have to pay as much for a, a five-star blue-chipper athlete. I think if they focus on yeah. those details within the game, I think the game is going to be fantastic. And I'm very so, hopeful for it. Also, Kitty, I, I would love to see. I, I didn't know this until I watched a video yesterday. Mm-hmm. In March Madness, in EA March Madness uh, 2005, they mm-hmm. had a thing where if you were, were recruiting a player, and now this is basketball, if you were recruiting a player and he went to a different school, he can like write you a letter and everything. And it's like, 
Now you can have that game circle in your brain. I mean, you can have that game circle in your brain anyways, but like, <laughs> the fact that he can write you a letter talking about like how he didn't shoot your team back then is like, no, they bring that back. It's like, yeah, buddy, also, been referee in your mind all season. You can't wait to play them. <laughs> <laughs> Also, what I want to bring back is I didn't know until I saw it on Twitter. They had like probation in old games. They like, did. Uh, Tasso 06 and stuff yeah. like that. Which is my personal, my, my favorite game. I think you already knew that. The the music yeah. choices, Desmond Howard, you know, my favorite all time college football player was on the cover. It was just a beautiful game. Players would get hot. Um, that was like the first year they opened up the offenses a little bit. And I remember using like. Brad Smith, when he was at Missouri, before he just became a kick returner in the NFL, he, he was dynamic on that game. Yeah. So, like, bring probation, you know? Brent, Brent, allow me to tamper. Like, right. you know? Right. Allow me to do stuff be, I'm not supposed to be sanctions. doing. Yeah, there should be sanctions for some of the stuff. I, I think if they can focus on that aspect of the game and, you know, and giving us that feel of college football, I think people will be add mascots back to the game. Add mascots back to the game. You remember how in the old SWAs, um, you can like go to the mascot and start celebrating? Yeah. They should bring that back. And you you would think with the advancements of technology, you know, you you'll be able to do they should bring that back. So I'm excited for it. Um, I'm I'm hoping that I can get a nap in after we finish recording because I do gotta work overnight tonight. But I'm watching that national championship hella hot water, and I'll just have to drink me some coffee, and I hate caffeine. So, Jalen, I got one final question before we close out the episode. This is a difficult question, but I don't think there's a guy more suited for this question than you. Based on the information we know, as it pertains to the coaching carousel, this current recruiting cycle, give me your top 10 teams heading into next season. Okay, I was doing some research and I saw I'm like, man, because like some of these teams are gonna add some transfers from of course Washington and Michigan. So um I was like, I think Georgia is gonna be a lot. Carson Beck's coming back. Uh that office is gonna be tough, brother. That's what it's on the outside. Preseason well, one. Are you going ten to one, or are you going one to ten, or are you just naming top, uh, ten teams? So I know. Or just naming ten teams because okay. that, that's fair. Because it's it's still it's still a lot of unknown. Yeah, so I was like, man, Georgia added some weapons on the outside. You got Carson back. I mean, Kirby Smart is one of the best coaches, if not arguably the best coach in college football. So it's like, man, he he like he coaches Georgia, uh, bro. Huge fan of Kirby's. Yeah. Like, so, like, Georgia can, I, I think they can do this. Like, uh, then after that, I was like, Michigan. Michigan would be in my top five if JJ McCarthy's coming back. And I think he is. Um, of course, you have JJ McCarthy. You'll have, you, you won't have Blake Horn with Donovan Edwards. But you have JJ McCarthy. I believe you will still have Cornelius Johnson. Um, you know, weapons on the outside is going to be interesting. But I think on defense, you know, you still have Will Johnson. They have uh, Jire Hill. That's still there. He's a he was a true freshman this season. I like some of the plays he made this season. So, you yeah, his sophomore year he's going to be uh, be a lot better. I think uh, you still have uh, Kenneth Grant. I believe next year, Derek Moore, Mason Graham, all of them are going to be back on defense. So it's it's going to be, I think uh, they're going to be one of the better teams next year. Um, they might be number one in the preseason just because I mean they won that. I said they won national title like I like they already did you got, you because they might win national title. <laughs> I got the script. You got the script. I think another one is Alabama. You got Jalen Monroe. You got just the hands of running back. You know, you lose Clay McKinstry, uh Dallas Turner, but you get uh uh Sue Overton from Texas A now. You got Damani Jackson. You still got Caleb Downs, you still gonna have Isaiah Bond, you still gonna have Kobe Prentice. Um offense line, I think is 
probably going to get better. I mean, you're going to lose J.C. Latham, but I think Kane Proctor is going to take a step. Um, I think adding somebody besides Seth, Seth McLaughlin would probably be an upgrade. So I would I would say that's they're going to be a top ten team next season. Um, and of course, this list might change. So another one is Ohio State. I'm mean, Will Howard. Now I feel like Ohio State is going to be. At the at the bottom of the top ten, surprisingly, uh, Will Howard's good. I don't feel like he's good enough. Um, I do like. Hey, I think Xavier Johnson gonna be the best receiver next year. I know everybody talking about like Carnell Tate. Um, I think Xavier Johnson for them got it. Like, I think he's gonna be the leading receiver next year. I think undoubtedly he's gonna be a top five wide receiver in college football next year. Like, I think he's a dog. Um, you got Jack Sawyer com- mm-hmm. coming back. You got Tyreek Williams coming back, which is surprising. I thought Tyreek was uh, gone. But you got him coming back. Like, I really think this team is going to be better. Now it's going to be interesting to see what they do on the offensive line because I thought the offensive line uh, could use some help during this season. But, hey, you know. Then I have Oregon. Dan Lenny had done a great job coaching. He brought in Dylan Gabriel. They ever starts on a visit. Um, he's not committed yet, but you're going to have uh, Taz Johnson coming back. You're going to have uh, the freshman wide receiver. I forget his name. Um, he was highly touted last year. Uh, Jerry on Dickley, right? He's going to be there. Jordan James and Noah Woodson still going to be there. Uh, Jaleel Florence is going to be there at cornerback. Uh, defense is going to have to take a step up. Because I still don't like their defense. You know, you got you Jeffrey Bassa you think, who... You don't think Taj Lapoy and that defense took a step? Took it a step did. further it in, the right, in, in the right direction this year. It did, but I can see where it's like an Alex Grinch Oklahoma situation where it's like, hey, he Alex Grinch did a better job than Mike Stoops uh, at for sure. Oklahoma it's defense to where it's like it's not good enough yet. Um. So like like. It got better. I was telling Steve, like, hey, defense got better. It's still chopped cheese. Like, you know, it's still, you know, it's still Swiss cheese, though. Like, it's still good. You know, it, it, it took steps up. Um, yeah, you know, you got uh, Jeffrey Bassett. He passed up on the NFL, surprisingly. He's going to be back at linebacker. Uh, but then I believe what I'm at five teams now. So. I don't know how I left the team out. Ole Miss. Um, oh, yeah. oh, Jackson Dart. Yeah, Trey Harris is going to be back. They added Juice Wales in the, in the por- in the, from the portal from South Carolina. A huge get. Yeah. They got, uh, they got uh, Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul Jr. Mm-hmm. from Arkansas. They got Watson Nolan from Texas a and so like, I feel like you know, with, with the way that they got, and especially how they defense improved from last year, and that defense at times was still not all that good. Um, but with the weapons they got, hey, that they they gonna be some serious discussions next year when it comes to the playoffs and national title talks. I think another team, hey, Missouri. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Still gonna have Luther Burden. Still gonna have Brady Cook. Uh Theo Weed is gonna be back. Uh I think they added some solid players from the from, from, from the portal and at the recruiting. So I think they're gonna be up there for top ten team. I got I got Texas. I, I was like, man, is Texas really cause they secondary is gonna have some retooling to do. Um but I mean they got like in the backfield, I mean I know they had uh Jonathan Brooks, he's off to the NFL. But I mean you have Cedric Baxter and uh Dayton Blue come back, so that's good. Um AD Mitchell is going to be interesting to see if he goes to the draft or not. I think he probably will. You got to start the water. Uh, which, he's yeah. High on some uh, Matthew, 
Yeah, I was, I was surprised to see that. I was like, man, I ain't know that. Like, he's hired Xavier Rudley on some mocks. Um, yeah. You got Matthew Golden and Jonte Cook the second. You know, they're going to be two. You got Andrew McCuba from Clemson. He's going to be a that was a heck of a grind. Key factor in this team. But I feel like I wouldn't be surprised to see them like from 10 to 15 range at the end of the season. Did I think of hey, I think another team is going to be Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, you know, I think there's Marcus Freeman here. I want to, I want to, I want to hear this because they, they've lost some players uh, via the portal. Yeah. They've also gained some players via the portal. I'm a huge fan of Riley Leonard, so I definitely want to hear this. Okay. Well, I mean, Marcus Freeman is a flag of the coach. Uh, he did land at land. He did land Mike Denbrook uh, from LSU as offense coordinator, which I thought was a big move. Got Riley Leonard. Um, they would turn Xavier Watts and Howard Cross for another year. How how Howard Cross the third, I think, is what he what it's called. But I mean, it was Joe on Blake Fisher, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do on the office line. But I feel like with Riley Leonard, because um, Sam Harmon wasn't that. Sam Harmon was up and down throughout the year. But he was. I feel like with Denbrook as the OC, Riley Leonard as the quarterback, uh, they're going to be – they're going to be – I'm surprised to see them ranked as high as six next season. So, like, I feel like Notre Dame – is going to be a team to watch next season because uh, I feel like they're going to sneak up on some, uh, sneak up on some teams this season or well next season. Then I got what two more teams: Tennessee, Tennessee. I trust Josh Heupel. I I really think he is. I think he's one of the best play callers. Uh, in the game, like far like offensive head coaches in college football, I, I, I think he's one of the best. Um, Joe Mendes leaving, but hey, I like the way Nico looked in the uh, yes, in a bowl game. Yes, it's it's Nico season. I'm excited about that. Uh, Bru McCoy is coming back. Yeah, Bru McCoy, uh, Dylan Sampson, Chris Brad, Chris Bradwell coming back too. So, well, he's not coming. Well, he's transferring there. Um, and then I mean, look at their defense. It's made progress under a defense coordinator, Tim Banks. But you know, it's still gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have one of the better, better edge rushers in the uh, nation come back in James Pierce. So I really feel like they're gonna be a top ten team. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if they're outside of it, mm. then for my final team. I think I listen. When I made this list, I like I didn't want to go with the plain answer. So final team, I shock you, Arizona. That don't shock me at all. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. So I mean, hey, no fear coming back. They got uh, Mick Miller coming back. Jacob Cowan, I think, is also coming back. Uh, then they're gonna have. If I'm not mistaken, I think a good amount of the defense is going to come back this season too. Like they're going to be an experienced team next season. That is in the Big Twelve next year. I think so. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I think so. You. I mean, I'm with you. Like man. I mean, the Big Twelve is wide open. It, it's it, to me, it's going to it. It isn't no power team there. It's oh. wide open. There's there's no Oklahoma Texas no more. So it's, to me, it's wide open. Like parity for sure. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Arizona's going to do big things next season. And I'm happy because I like Jeff Fish. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a likable coach. They did. Who did they lose their defense coordinator to? They just they just lost him. I forgot to know. Um, I, I just have a couple teams that I think – I'm not sure. I'm hearing we're going to get some news soon about the format of the college football playoff, the 12-team playoff. Era because the way that they had it set up, it, ha it has to change, of course. But I like with what uh, JG Khan is doing at Texas State. 
some of the players that they are returning next year. I am telling you, watch out for Texas State next year. With Finley, he's coming back. Ishmael Madi is coming back next year for them. Hawkins is coming back at wide out. Hobart is coming back at wide out next year. This is a young team with one of the yeah. most – how can I say this? With more of the, the one like uh, – JG as a as a as a play caller just runs a fun offense. Like you even think about like how unfortunate the Hornsby situation was. I thought initially when he left yeah. Arkansas to go there that he was gonna be the guy. That didn't happen, but you know, he still had over 300 yards rushing this year, he used him as like a Taysom Hill this past season. That is a team that if I'm thinking of a G5 team that can somehow find a way into the playoff, like I said, I don't know the format. They may go with the top 12 teams. <laughs> And the college football playoff rankings may go. And that that will be interesting within itself. Because I think you will see a Big Ten and SEC dominated playoff if, if they did it that way. Uh uh what's some other teams I have in mind? Watch out for Clemson next year. Mm. Well, just 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 watch out. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do. The ACC is wide open. It looks like it's intimate that Florida State is leaving after the season. I can't blame them. Um, there's another sleeper team I had in mind. I don't know if you mentioned them already. Watch out for Washington. I think Will... No, I didn't mention that. I think Will Rogers will have a coming to age, and you'll see the Will Rogers that we saw with Mike Leach versus the one we've seen this past season. Jalen, it's been a fun episode, man. I love when we get these hour-long episodes. Make sure you guys check us out on Spotify. Make sure you guys check us out on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you check us out on CFB Radio. I got something in the works. Um, I can't talk about it now, but I got something in the works for this show. As I always like to say, there is no more victories in a sport that survive in advance. College football has the greatest regular season and will continue to have the greatest regular season. Hey, Jalen, where our theme music? 